we're going to continue in our worship series, our sermon series of Everyday Epiphanies. The idea of this series is that as the disciples were walking with Jesus, they came across uh, so many important and valuable lessons, things that they probably never even thought of, just from conversation with him. And we get a glimpse of those conversations, a, a strong account of those conversations, rather, in the gospel accounts. In the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we hear the stories of the disciples walking with Jesus. We hear the miracles that he performed, and we hear about the important events that happened in his life that bring about a sense of revelation, that is a sense of epiphany. Something is, is opened to us. Something is shown to us. And we're able to, to learn a lesson, to take something away that shapes our lives into becoming people more like Jesus. So today we're hearing a story that comes from the Gospel of Luke, that famous book that contains the account of Jesus' birth, that, uh, that familiar story of of Jesus when he is lost at the temple as a boy and yet is found by his parents. And just a couple verses later, we hear about the beginning of his ministry as about a 30-year-old man as he enters into uh, God's service as the, the Messiah declaring the kingdom of God here and now. So let's listen into these verses that talk about the, the, the person of John the Baptist who prepared the way for Jesus and the announcement of Jesus as the Messiah who begins his ministry. Everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon, and they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. John answered their questions by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. John also publicly criticized Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, for marrying Herodias, his brother's wife, and for many other wrongs he had done. So Herod put John in prison, adding this sin to his many others. One day when the crowds were baptized, were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. As we hear that reading, I want to fill in some of the gaps for you. So John, the person mentioned in the beginning verses, that's John the Baptist. He was picked out by God to be the one who would prepare God's people to receive the Messiah. He was announcing that Jesus was coming. So he would let the people know, look, the Lord, the Savior, the authority, God's Son is coming to us and we need to be ready for it. That means we need to recognize the things we're doing in our life that are distracting us from the fact that this is our Creator who has come to establish His kingdom with us here and now. And so in the verses that come before the reading for today, he's talking to soldiers and he's talking to Pharisees and he's talking to the crowds about what they need to do or what they should do to help them recognize who Jesus is when he comes, that they might latch onto his promises and receive his message in good faith because it truly is good news that the Savior of the world comes into it as a human being. But if you don't understand that his message of love and his message of repentance is one that can be received by everyone, it's going to be a scary sight to, to think that the person who knows everything, the person who made everything, the person who understands the inner workings of your heart is coming into the world. Because if you don't understand that he loves you, and if you don't understand that the way you're living might distract you from the fact that God's care is for you, well, you might be afraid of who Jesus is when he arrives because he has the authority to separate good from evil. He understands the things that go on in our heart and mind and it becomes kind of a, a fearful thing. So John the Baptist was there to, to explain that message to the people. Jesus is coming and this is good news, but if you're living an evil life, 
know that it's time to turn away from that so that you can hear Jesus' words of love and truth good for you. And as he's speaking, we hear about this king, this ruler over Galilee, the place where Jesus actually was from, the northern part of Israel. And this ruler named Herod, he wasn't living a very good life. He was... uh, He he had sinned in a lot of different ways, but most prominently, he had taken his brother's wife for his own. And in doing so, uh, he's dishonoring God's design for marriage. He's dishonoring God's design for families. And he's dishonoring the way that God gives authority to people. And he's misusing that authority to simply live a life that he wants to live. He's living a selfish and self-involved life. And then later in the story, Jesus comes along. And we don't get very many verses and details about what happens, but we know that he comes to John the Baptist, who sees Jesus as so far above him, he doesn't even think himself worthy to take his shoes off for him or tie his tie his sandals for him. But Jesus comes to John the Baptist and is baptized by this human being who's just as sinful as the rest of us. He's baptized by him, and as he comes out of the water, God the Father speaks from heaven and says, You are my son who I love. You bring me joy. And the Holy Spirit takes on this form of a dove and alights on Jesus' shoulder, on Jesus' head. And we see a picture of our triune God, our God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit together in this one moment in front of all these people as the Messiah is announced and begins his earthly ministry. So in these verses, in this story from Luke, what's, what's the point? What's the everyday epiphany that's happening here? Well, first of all, it's a message of setting aside authority. John the Baptist is known as the last prophet. Prophets were chosen by God to declare his message to his people. They were the the intermediary voice between God the Creator and a people who had turned away from him. And so John the Baptist was called to announce that Jesus was coming. And yet, even though he was given that coveted and important position of prophet, he knew that Jesus was coming and that blew his position out of the water. So he needed to set aside that title and simply bow down and worship Jesus. Someone who is called for a special purpose, yet understands that there are times when that purpose does not override who God is and what a person of God is called to do. And that is worship and humbly serve God. Then we hear about Herod, this ruler, and we know from, from the writings of Paul that God establishes all authority. So none of us are in charge of things because of our own hard work or our own initiative, but really it's because God has blessed us with that calling. And God had blessed Herod with this calling as a ruler over Galilee, but Herod used that position selfishly. Maybe he ruled uh, well enough to keep the kingdom on its feet, but it sounds like from the gospel accounts that he wasn't that great of a leader. He certainly wasn't that good of a brother or a husband, and he wasn't that good of a man of God. He was ruining his relationship with God by embracing his selfish ways. And so John the Baptist says, turn away from that lifestyle. You're doing something that God has not called you to do. You need to set aside this selfish desire and embrace who you are before God, because whether you're a king or a peasant, he created you. He rules over you, but Herod wanted none of it and even locked John in prison just so that he wouldn't have to hear that message anymore. Herod did not lay aside his position and his authority. And then in the story, we hear about Jesus. And though it sounds like Jesus is being honored and lifted up in the story, and truly he is as the Messiah, as the beginning of this ministry commences, We also know that if Jesus became a human being, that means he set aside his position as the Son of God, reigning with God the Father in heaven. 
And if Jesus sets aside that divine authority to come and walk on this earth as a human being, even though he retains all of that same nature as God himself, as the Son of God with power over creation, with, with wisdom to teach great teachings and to heal diseases, really he has humbled himself to become a person like you and me. He sets it aside out of love and service for his Father's will to reconcile all people to himself. And so we see this picture of a God who deserves all our worship, set aside that authority to embrace a life of human living. This is what the greatest example and the greatest picture of laying aside authority looks like in obedience to God the Father, in worship to who He is, and embracing and, and, and circling around and simply diving into this life oriented wholly by love and service to others. So whether you were a crowd member there that day or one of the Pharisees or maybe even Herod himself and you're gathered around the Jordan River and you see John the Baptist baptizing the Son of God and all of a sudden the heavens open, you hear the voice of God the Father and you see the Spirit descending like a dove, you can't help but realize what an amazing thing it is that the Son of God would become a human being like you and me, simply like one of His creations. And in that moment, we see that that's the kind of life that God calls us to as well. A life that's ready to set aside authority or ready to set aside position, ready to set aside the things, the accolades we have accumulated for ourselves, the reputation we might have, and simply worship Him and serve Him in humility and love. God calls His people His own. They are His children. And children are called to be like their, their father in this heavenly relationship. And God's relationship with his creation is one of love and care and desire. He's seeking out his creation to have a relationship with it. And though sometimes that selfishness of the creation, the brokenness of the creation gets in the way, he goes to the great length of his own son, humbling himself to become one of us, that he might lead us into a relationship with God. And so you and I find ourselves in this life some of us work in the church. Some of us work in business. Some of us work in the, the services. Some of us are students. Some of us are simply uh, kids and children. Some of us are retired or elderly. All of us have been given these callings in life. And a temptation that we have is to think that that calling is what life is all about. But there are moments. And we can take this on as a constant attitude. There are moments where God simply calls us to live humbly to set aside those things that we think make us unique and special and more important than others and say, God, I am just a person you made who you've called into a relationship with you. And above everything else, I want to know what it means to be your servant. I want to know what it means to embrace this life of worship toward you. So let me set aside these things that might get in the way and know what it means to be with you in relationship. That can be through prayer. That can be through regular worship on, uh, in, in a faith community. That can be through the way that you treat other people. That can be through digging into the scriptures. But God invites you into this relationship with Him. And it happens when we set aside the authority and the positions that we have in life that threaten to get in the way of our relationship with God. As you uh, think about this in the coming week ahead, as you think about this everyday epiphany, this truth that no matter where you are or what's going on, each day we are called into this relationship with God that recognizes that He is above us no matter what, and we can set aside those things that might get in the way and simply worship Him. I challenge you to do that. 
Think about those times when things begin to get frantic or hectic in your mind, or maybe you feel a little bit um, angry or frustrated with someone because you're underappreciated. Know this, God has called you simply to love and worship Him. And in loving and worshiping Him, you begin to love and serve the people around you. John the Baptist set aside his authority. And we understood that God blessed him with this relationship with his cousin Jesus, who became the Savior of the world. Jesus sets aside his authority as an example to you and me so that we don't get caught up in selfish living like Herod the ruler, but instead know what it means to be blessed by this relationship with God because we are his humble children. We are simply his people.